This is it. Real talk. What not? Yeah, I made the B kind. What do you think about that? I'm thinking some grown man shit. I gotta <laughs> hand it to you, man. The office coming together, dude. Yeah, Duffy just gave me this desk too yesterday, and it fit perfectly. And I was like, cool. Then all of a sudden, you give me this bad boy. Now I can uh, have a screen to edit on, dude. I'm just, yeah. I'm just pumped that this is all happening. Yeah, dude. You got fucking degrees on the wall. Yeah. I walk in here, I see photographs. I see. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, you did a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like pretty professional. That's why I had uh, Feli on, Lindsay's friend Feli. Yeah. And she was just like, she was like, I mean, I've done a podcast before, but it wasn't nothing like this like this this nice. And I was just like, no, I was like, I just copy Joe Rogan. That's yeah. that's all I've been doing. It's like, I mean, and like, the thing is, first off, I just want to address real quick. Uh, I say like so much, and I never realized it until I've listened to a couple of my episodes and I just want to say sorry to you listeners out there. I'm going to try to say like less because it's not that it's it just sounded a, like a you sound like a like a sorority like white girl. Yeah. And it just <laughs> I get so excited about things. And when I was looking online, I was like, how do you stop saying like or uh like and when you're talking and it's just like, oh, you don't just slow down, I think. You, yeah, the whole thing was just don't uh you don't have to say anything. Yeah. Use that time. And sometimes when you say, when you're saying a point, it's going to come across a lot better if you say it without saying like. Yeah, it's just going to be about paying attention, dude. Because one thing that I noticed about myself and what's also going to mm. appear in this podcast <laughs> is like, I tend to interrupt. You know what I mean? Mm. I think we're both like, we're both go We're people. both that. So for you, it's like, you get excited about something. You want to, you want to get it out. Mm -hmm. You want to go on, you want to go on. And then sometimes like, you're just, and, and so I'll do the same thing. And what it kind of is, what it's kind of like and it, um, something I have to pay attention to mm -hmm. is it's kind of like when you do that, you're telling that person like, hey, um, I don't really care what you say. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just waiting to talk again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what I realized what it is, it's not it's not just the fact that I'm like interrupting. It's also the fact that I'm not listening. You know yeah. what I mean? And so when you as soon as you make that conscious effort, mm -hmm. I feel like you'll be able to stop no, saying yeah, it. No, yeah, exactly. You never even realized that you did it. Yeah, I had no idea yeah. I was doing it. And so I, I rewatched it and me and Duffy were like listening to something and then I fast forwarded a little bit more and then I fast forwarded a little more and every single time I was like like, like, like and yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, Yeah. There we go. And I think like a lot of things. It's like you just you you need you need either somebody to tell you yeah or you just need to learn like it took yeah. me and it's a conscious thing too to where it's like I'm constantly like in a conversation now a lot of times when I realize I'm doing it particularly in like he, like conversations that have the tendency to like mm -hmm. get heated like politics in the current setting yeah right mm -hmm. what what I feel like is really helpful is like when I realize because I was having a conversation with my brother the other day and my brother. He's like, you know, mm -hmm. he's easy to talk to and everything, but we uh, we were just talking about coronavirus and, you know, just kind of debating a mm -hmm. little bit. You know, there's a lot of things that go into that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what what he said to me was like, hey, you're uh, like, at one point it got a little, not heated, but to the point where it was like, hey, listen to what I'm saying. Don't interrupt me. Yeah. He said that to me. And I was like, that's when I know. Fair point. At yeah, that yeah. point, it's like, okay, I'm excited about what we're talking about because yeah. I feel passionately yeah, about yeah. it. Or at least I have an opinion about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but then it's like, okay, no, he's right, you know? Uh, but when they tell you that, it's like a tendency to, like, get mad right mm -hmm. away. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you're telling me to be quiet. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah. But I they're doing it because you? they're just like, hear me out. 
openly hear me. And that's the hard thing about picking us. I mean, anything when there's two different sides about it, mm-hmm. it's like, especially in today's media, it seems like you can have any point of view and have complete support for it. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's, and I think it's a tendency to go into a conversation with a point of view. And then it's like, it's not about having a conversation. Like, oh, this person has a different point of view than me. It's not about having a conversation. It's about, I'm going to convince that dude yeah. that my point of view is the right point of view. Mm-hmm. And I feel like something that's like shows like growth in a person in general and something that's a constant thing mm-hmm. is like that ability to be like, okay, you know, maybe the things that I think mm-hmm. are, you know, not, you know, not always right Mm -hmm. well and then it's people like but the fact that you can even look at like you can stand on the outside and like oh oh i should listen you know what i mean the fact that you can do that is so much better than there's people who their opinion is their or like their opinion is only the right opinion and they're never gonna be able to see your side of it and i'm just happy that like our whole group of friends is pretty much like it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what side you're on if you we'll talk to each other long enough and we're not going to, at the end of the day, be at each other's throats or anything like that. Yeah. Because I feel like, uh, you know, we, me and, for example, like when, when me and my, my brother were having this argument, we were actually at home too. Mm-hmm. And, and at one point, um, my mom, just to clear the air, she was kind of like, you know, let's stop talking about this. Let's change the subject. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like, I was like, no, because mm-hmm. like, here's the thing. If. I said, here's the thing. Like I said, like I said, here's the thing. That's my thing. I say, here's the thing. Okay. But what what I said was, is like, um, if I can't have this conversation with my brother, like what hope is there that anybody can have conversations, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, what's great about our group of friends. Cause yeah. we, you see, even on our group chat, uh, we all, <laughs> we all bicker. Everybody, everybody's got bad days. Yeah. Everybody you know? does. And what, everybody. what do you do when you got a bad day? I'm going to go freaking talk shit in the group chat. That's what I'm about to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is, the funny thing is, it's like if you're having a bad day or if you're just annoyed by something or somebody just said something that and you're just like, no, I just want to argue it. The, the best part to me is like always being the people in the group chat who aren't even in the discussion. Like, and then you come into it and you're like, oh, crap, what's going on in here right now? You just walk And in. you're just like walking and you're like, oh, my gosh, things got so heated. Or, or you walk into 60 messages and you either go. I got in this thirty. Yes, either I got in this thirty minutes into this, or I'm just gonna skip out and I wasn't here today. <laughs> like, yeah, or you have to scroll up. Um, or fantasy, the worst, the worst, oh. the worst, the worst thing <laughs> is a group chat during fantasy football when you're not doing well. Oh yeah, like, I, I, this season I was like, I'm just gonna lay yeah. low. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna talk I know any you, shit. I, know you I couldn't talk any shit, bro. <laughs> You're because like, I'm, I'll just take it. Honestly, you, you no talk shit. I understand. I understand. And that was me last year. Last year, I just, it was like every single, I somehow thankfully didn't get last last year. I should have. I had like 900 points at the end of the season. It was horrible. It's just like that hole that you get yourself into where you're like, oh, I, I'm 0-2. I got to win. Oh. And I'm just going to just destroy my team in the process. Uh, 0-2 is make like. Make a bunch of risky trades. Yeah. yeah, I remember I was like zero and four at one point uh, a year or two years ago. Like, and, and yeah, I was I was like Kaim, and you're you're like no, dude, you have a chance to make playoffs. I was like Kaim, I'm just trying not to get last place right now, man. Like I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> but when you were saying earlier, you were saying how uh, Nate was like telling or telling you, or I don't know what brother it was. Sorry, it was Seth. Seth yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but like, um, but like, uh, here's so the thing. What, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, you were saying how he was very good at like uh, like you guys are taking turns having a conversation, basically, or how uh, he's very good at you hearing both sides, basically. Like, here, hear my point, and then we can go to your point. But Phil is really good. When I had him on, like you're saying, me and you interrupt people while they're talking and stuff like that. I would like. I have something in my brain and I need to get it out because if I don't get it out, I'm going to forget. And that's my mentality when I'm blurting something out. But Phil was really good because he'd be saying something and then I blurt something out. He would respond to it and then he would literally instantly snap back to his original point. And I'm like, wow, Phil. Like, I forgot all about that. I'd already moved yeah. on to other waters. That would have been gone forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I was just like, I was like, wow. I mean, but Phil was a communication major. Phil loves to talk. Phil's a, a storyteller in some senses. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's always going to be a constant battle, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? With like interrupting, cause mm-hmm. I'll still do it. You know, I've already interrupted well, you like three, four times. Look us. at us right yeah, now. Yeah, it's yeah. us. That's why though. And it's like me and you, me and Errol, like you guys are the people that I'm like, it's, it's the fact that we are, we'll to be telling the same exact story, but then I want to say a part and then he wants to say a part or like vice versa. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it, fine. Like yeah. in like a funny situation where like you and Errol are the best at this where you guys are just like laughing back and forth. You guys are like, and you're the way you guys bicker like an old married yeah. couple. This is just like, like you and Errol on a trip day is hilarious because you're like on time. Errol <laughs> comes. Dude, I remember. Freaking Errol. No, I remember going to school with Errol. Oh. The best semester of my life. So fun. Best dude. and most annoying in the sense of time management. You get to Errol's <laughs> house and you'd be knocking on his door, calling him three times, and then he would come to the door like, dude, why why you gotta be like this? And I'm like, we're supposed to be leaving for school right now, Errol. Well, the difference is me and you are both on time. People, yeah. Right? Like you're always on time. You're always you're early. Yeah. Like, and, and oh, I am too. Yeah. Yeah, I am yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, Errol is just like, not at all. I remember on our day of our final, which is like, it was child development. It's not like it's a crazy final, but like being an on-time person, especially on like events. You get like nervous. Especially on big events, like final exams. Like, uh, okay, I'm an anxious person. I'm thinking at all times, what could go wrong? And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that the things that I'm imagining Mm -hmm. going wrong don't go wrong. And that's how I am all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the way I compensate for that is I prepare, you know? Uh-huh. And so I like to be 20 minutes yeah, early, 30 early. minutes early. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I don't care. Yeah. Depending on the magnitude of the situation or, or the importance of the event, I'll be earlier, it, you know yeah. what I mean? And so I remember um, showing up to Errol's house, <laughs> just day of the finals, and uh, knocking on his door. And we had, I, I knew Errol at this point, so I, I usually came like about an hour early. <laughs> I remember I was trying yeah. to come early, early. Yeah. And uh, he was just like, it is boxers making egg rolls in the morning. <laughs> With and not a like, care. Yeah. And it was like, okay, you know, I 10 minutes in, and then like I start getting, you know, a little bit stressed. And mm-hmm. then what do you get when you get stressed is like you start nagging, mm-hmm. you know? And so I remember, uh, yeah, just like... Just freaking, we we ended up being like right on time. And Errol was Dude, that's like, yeah. With Errol, we're always, no, the thing, Errol literally is always all right on time. Yeah, Most it's of the impressive time. actually. Yeah, it is impressive because uh, uh, he will all, I would go to his house and then he'd be eating breakfast and then he would just, he'd be like, hold on, I just got a shower, uh, got to do a couple of my homework yeah, and like, something like, you're like that. What? I'm like, what do you mean you have to do that? You're going to do all that right now? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he'd be like, I'll drive so that you can do your homework, Harold. <laughs> well, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, you had a compromise. But that was so that was so funny. I remember uh 
in class too. We would always get in trouble because we'd just be giggling the whole time. Mm. <laughs> Having class with any of my friends was such a like. Remember our stats class? Stats was so fun. Stats was so fun, and it shouldn't. It wasn't fun because the teacher. I had an irrational hate for that teacher. I mean, everybody did. Yeah, to be honest, there's like a weird. There's like a weird thing because she's like such. She's so terrible at jokes. Mm-hmm. She's so bad at jokes, and then like she's like, she, oh, but she doesn't know oh. that she's bad at jokes. And I just remember. I I think I had to have her for one more class. Did yeah, you really? Yeah, I had to have her for one more class. So I had stats with you, and then. I went to Stanislaus, and then I went back to the JC for something, and I had to take one more math class because I was in it by myself. That's what I remember. Oh, yeah, and I remember remember just feeling bad. I was just like, man, Miss Oh Miss, that's her name. Ooh, exposed. Yeah, I've been name dropping people. I mean, I got to beep some of them out, which yeah. people will have heard. That's a risky move. Yeah, I know. She's a she's a heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, she was in the movie. <laughs> That's fucked up. You're gonna add that out. No, but no, I had her for two. I had her for two semesters. She's not a bad teacher, in my opinion, but she's just like uh, weird. Yeah, she's I don't really know. weird. I, yeah, she would always like, like uh, cringeworthy. That's what it was. It was. It wasn't even that. It was that she's weird, but it's that she tries to make these jokes, and it's just she like she isn't funny, but she doesn't know that she isn't funny. And then like the whole class is kind of like, eh. Yeah, do you remember her? I bet you, you can remember because I took her for two semesters, and I think I heard her same. Um, she did the same spiel on um, the syllabus. Like she had the same jokes. Oh, and I was like, oh, so this is like your but, like your worked out stuff. This is like your best. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, but professors do that all the time. Professors have go to jokes. My accounting professor, I don't know what his name was, but I had one that was a British dude, and he was funny, and he would maybe teach us some stuff. And then he'd be like, oh, I haven't talked about my whore ex-wife to you guys yet. And then we're like, oh no. And he's just like, well, let, let, listen to what this this lady did. I call her on the telly and like, he just has a guy going off about like crazy stuff. And I was just like, what the hell? Maybe my next semester in accounting, accounting two will be better. Accounting Same. two, well, oh. no, it was a different guy. But this guy was, I, I wish I remembered his name. He was like one of my favorite teachers. He had go-to stories though, like, like Randall. Randall oh, yeah. knows his lesson plan. This guy knew his lesson plan, and he was just like, oh, I haven't told you this story. And then he was like telling, he were, also worked at the UC, and he was just like, the reason they're called Bob, they're the Bobcats is because, uh, or he's there's actually Bobcats in the area. And he's like, one time he was leaving campus, and he just heard like this crazy noise in a, in a tree, and he turned around, and when he turned around, there was just two Bobcats that fell out of the tree and then just looked at him and then ran away. And he was like, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Has like hella story, dude. Um, one thing I I've started to realize as my first semester of teaching is, uh, like I can't remember what I said to certain classes, so I'll like mix it up, and so I'll be like, always be like, did I tell you guys this? Because like I don't do the I don't do the same jokes for each class. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. I just keep. Well, it real. I mean, I mean, you're working your material. You know, you're working it right now. Yeah, but sometimes I will do the same job. I gotta find my. I gotta find my. I'll tell you what. When I get my my syllabus thing, it's gonna be way better than her fucking oh, cockroach yeah. joke. All right, yeah. I'm so, you know, Miss, <laughs> you're not that. You know, we're talking a lot of shit. Yeah. But. Honestly, you're a good teacher. I passed stats. I learned some stuff. Granted, it's not that I'm not giving you credit to passing, <laughs> but I'm giving him credit because uh, he was just over my every math class. Kaim is a tutor. Uh, my tutor. My spe- my specialty. Tutor. Remember that one time when I when you were having fun? I caught yeah. you having fun doing math. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was the height of my math. All of a sudden, I was like doing like, oh, this goes there, this goes there, yeah. there you go. And you're like, look, you're having fun. And I was like, yeah, God, God damn <laughs> yeah. Kaim, I was having fun. I was like, what were you doing? You were multiplying polynomials. <laughs> yeah. 
that's what you were doing. <laughs> no, once you get it, like I, I feel like um, math. People hate math because so many people are bad at teaching math. Yeah, and that that's the, something that I realized with you. You like you would break it down in the sense that if I didn't understand it, you're like, let's take it back until I figure out why you don't understand it. Where other people, it seems, or a lot, of, basically, basically classroom settings for math. Most of the time, it's like, like we'll do problems on the board, and then you guys do them yourself. We'll raise your hand if you have any questions, and then that's the end of the lesson. Go do homework. Yeah, I mean, like that's it. And what what I feel like what a lot of people don't understand the best way to learn math, and I'm convinced the best way, and there's a lot of studies that show this, is with other people, mm-hmm. like with other people, and it doesn't matter. Um, the, the, the great thing about that is both the person who's like knows more and is mm-hmm. explaining it and also the people that are learning it are both actually um, benefiting. When I was in school, I was always in groups of three or four. Um, I would have like, at Emerson College, it was funny. I had a common theme. There was always a foreign exchange student mm-hmm. that would be my friend. Really? You know, I think it's because I was younger. Uh-huh. You know, I was at the oh, JC. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I was like 17, 18. Yeah. And so they're like, you know, they just like, like literally every semester I had a different one and we would always study together. Mm-hmm. And we, and, uh, and what I found was, and which, they're probably taking it. They noticed that you're taking it seriously compared to, mm-hmm. most. And I was, I was, you know, I was in the math lab being, a, you know, yeah, so that's also that, probably, yeah. you know, I was like two, two, three hours a week. And so they were all, you know, they're, a lot of them were learning like English. I mean, were you still. like 18 being a tutor? No, I was 17. I was 17. I wasn't a tutor till I was 18. Yeah. But when I was taking calculus, I was 17. Yeah. And I was taking it at the college uh, because I was, whole, you know, I was homeschooled. Uh-huh. So when you take class at the college, you get um, You regular, actually get college credit. It's like an AP class. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, so you actually get more credit. It's more. No, it is. The, you get the college credit for yourself. And it, and it counts as both. Yeah. High yeah, school, yeah. college. But anyway, so what I found when I would study in groups and usually in tests especially, but I would have like three or four different people that I would study with. I was studying all the time back then. Mm-hmm. Um, is... Uh, as you're explaining it to people, you ha- like when you explain anything, you have to like break it down mm-hmm. into its like simplest parts because you're trying to. Um, it's one thing to understand something, and then you have to know the vocabulary to to phrase it to somebody, mm-hmm. and then get them to make the connection that you made. Yeah. And a lot of times, when you're explaining it, you're actually you didn't you're actually conceptualizing yeah. it yourself. There's there's been so many times where I've like in attempting to explain something. Because when you explain something, uh-huh. you have to kind of think while you're explaining, mm-hmm. how am I going to explain this? Mm-hmm. And then like, and, and then- The repetition we, of that probably alone. I mean- and, and so as you're going, a lot of times what you'll realize is like, oh man, I didn't really understand this before. And then now I understand a different part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love math. Like my experience teaching this semester is, oh my gosh, I've learned so much. Mm-hmm. And every time you go, you do math, you you learn you learn something that you mm-hmm. didn't learn before. You make more connections that you didn't oh. make. It's so dense. Like people, yeah. like a lot of people don't understand. This is like um, the first time I took all this stuff. I was you know through a college lens uh-huh. and not at like a full level of understanding. Yeah. So I was getting the basics. Yeah. And so like now that I'm teaching it, I get to kind of go back. You're like dissecting with, the whole process of mm-hmm. like with because you're taking it piece by piece. You're taking you're taking students from. Lesson one, whatever, and each time you're building on it and you're building on it and mm-hmm. building on it. But with teaching, you're doing that and you're reconstructing it over and over. I'm mm-hmm. saying like for the different years and stuff like that. So you'll be finding out more and more about math. Like Yeah, and so it's the same kind of thing because like um, now I get to take all those classes again with the knowledge that I already have, mm-hmm. which means I'm going to have a better understanding of the of – the, uh, 
material. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And what's 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 cool about it, and what I found like is just like why I love it mm-hmm. is because like literally like just today I was like I I didn't know that when I took it. And like, oh. or I, I knew how to do it a lot of times. Like mm-hmm. I was good at like, cause I was, I was studying all the time. So I could do a problem and, and like kind of repeat it. Mm-hmm. But then there's things that you go back. It's like, oh, I'm not just, you know, doing numbers. I'm mm-hmm. actually visualizing what they mean. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. the difference between really understanding math. And that's why people, that's why people like hate math sometimes because like the way it's taught is mostly there's, algorithmic, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm doing this plus this and this plus this. So it's very much like memorizing steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, I remember so many math classes growing up where as long as I memorized that I use this formula or I do this right mm-hmm. here, then I will get this problem right if it's the same as this practice problem or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and that's how it's taught. But the what what's really great about being able to, you know, and what I feel like is the the difficulty in teaching math, I should say, is like you got to make all those connections Mm -hmm. so that you can show them because like there's a lot of times like some one person's gonna one person's gonna get it if you show them like this is the algebra way right this is what it means Mm -hmm. like this is the x's and you're manipulating you're doing some stuff Mm -hmm. to it that we know and it gets you the right answer and then this is what it looks graphically right yeah yeah, and and what does that mean so you make that connection over Mm -hmm. here and then it's like okay in the real world this and that yeah so you're giving them like three different three different tries to, to like get you know visualize it understand the principles in different scenarios yeah. and so it's like you you try to get away from just like you know what just do this this and this this and you get the answer mm-hmm. it's like at the end of the day it's like you know i always try to get them to see why are we doing this that's yeah we're building like we're you know and just like that this even if you just picture. bring that yeah if, even if you just talk about the bigger picture that's going to help so many more students because teach most I would say most math teachers don't talk about the bigger picture or what this leads into or like, like obviously every lesson is leading into almost like another lesson, right? Like when you're learning something, not everyone, but. So this is how, this is how like I would explain it. And Mm -hmm. this is how like, so I'm teaching pre-cal right now. Mm -hmm. This is how it's the goal. The goal of any like what we call function or or Mm -hmm. equation is like, we're trying to model Right, real mm-hmm. life situations is what we're trying to do. So, in like in a pre-cal class, they'll start you with polynomials, which they look like you know, depending on the shape, if it's square, it looks like a parabola. Mm-hmm. Right. So they all they all have a certain graph that they model, mm-hmm. right? Um, so polynomials, and then we talked about exponential functions, right? Mm-hmm. And so they always teach you the function first and what the graph looks like, mm-hmm. and then they teach you how to do all the graphs by using transformations. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing they do is they um, teach you its inverse because the inverse helps you solve equations for functions, right? Mm-hmm. So the inverses is like your tool to solve equations. Okay. Right. Gotcha. So we're creating equ- equations and then we're, we're inventing an inverse for the equation to help us solve it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the last thing they'll teach them is all application problems. Right. Yeah. And we, that, that's pretty much the, the flow of the class. Yeah. And so what I'm getting to see is like, listen, the reason why we have math is because we made it to model real life equations, right? Mm. And so I can't teach you the real life equation until you learn the things about the math, like the function mm-hmm. and the inverse, right? Mm-hmm. But if you do all of that, you'll be able to see the bigger picture, mm-hmm. right? And so people hate math because they do they they just they get lost in the fact that yeah, this is for like human made like 
technologies and yeah, everything this else. this is how stuff works. Yeah. It really is. And it's useful for us. Yeah. But they get caught in first four steps where it's just like, I'm just solving equations and doing this yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah. And they're never able to like, okay, why am I doing this? Well, these these equations, they're like, I got to walk before I can run kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? All right, I have an idea. So I'm going to go say a type of math. You tell me just a quick response of how it's used in the real world. Okay, okay. I don't know, dude. I mean, I'm like, so what is, how about algebra? Like Algebra. Yeah, algebra. Okay, so um, it's it's pretty like, broad term you gotcha go ahead so imagine imagine like so algebra is all about solving equations mm-hmm. right and so we can use like equations to model real life situations yeah. so think about exponential functions right mm-hmm. so exponential functions um are functions that are growing in relation to themselves essentially mm-hmm. right so you can model things like population growth with mm-hmm. exponential functions oh, okay right because what's the population right the more you have of something mm-hmm the more it's going to grow. Yeah. Right? If you have 30 rabbits, um, 70 rabbits is going to grow a lot faster Faster, than 30 because you got more rabbits making more rabbits, right? So the more you have of something, the more your growth is is as Mm -hmm. well, right? And so we use that function to model like population growth, Mm -hmm. right? Which is why so many people are worried about the coronavirus, right? The coronavirus, exponential growth. You know why? Yeah. The more people who have coronavirus... More people are going to get. The more people are going to spread coronavirus, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Population growth, right? Mm-hmm. So, you cannot know how to solve those equations, which mm-hmm. model those situations. All those numbers you see, yeah, um, coronavirus. Those are all exponential equations. That's cool. That they're using to model, like, uh-huh. okay, the way you do it is if you were in science, for example. So you had experiment. Experiment. You wanted to see how much um, bacteria grew at a certain, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's the if maybe I can model it. Like what's the what's the growth rate? So mm-hmm. you like you might leave it and come back thirty minutes later, right? Mm-hmm. And come back thirty minutes later and take samples and yeah, see how yeah. much growth there is, right? Uh-huh. That's kind of what we do with the coronavirus cases, uh-huh. right? Yeah, that's true. And so, I guess the bigger picture, without algebra, you 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 would be able to, I guess, figure out like okay, um, I know the the variables, but I wouldn't have any tools to solve the equations that mm-hmm. I needed, and know? then. I would say then stats is kind of basically like social media and why they, I mean, right? They use stats to track everything that we like and the things we spend time watching and stuff like that. They calculate it. They make an algorithm. Is that, I mean, saying, is that mostly stats right there? So I would say if you've noticed recently, stats is like the newest math, Mm -hmm. I would say, because what really, what really made stats take off in my opinion Mm -hmm. is the computer because what, what um what stats is it's all about data mm-hmm. right and what data tells us mm-hmm. right that's pretty much what it yeah, is yeah, and so sense. back in the day if you wanted to collect data right you had to do it probably manually mm-hmm. right and 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 we you'd have to do you remember standard deviations yeah. and things like that and that's all about like weighing like um if you're doing a study like how accurate your data is like mm-hmm. if i have all this data because when you talk about anything in the real world like um, you're not getting exact solutions. You're getting estimations, mm-hmm. right? And so stats is like a way of making those estimations and then like analyzing those and figuring out um, what conclusions can I draw mm-hmm. from those estimations, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a bunch of tools in that. It's pretty broad, yeah. but um, what what's really, um, it's also really good at like predicting the future. Like people use statistics to predict uh... the future. Like what are their tendencies, Right, uh-huh. and the the more data points you have, 
the the more likely that those tendencies will occur, right? Say you flip a coin, right? Mm-hmm. Heads or tails? What's your chances of getting tails? 50-50. 50-50, right? So if I flip a coin, what's my chances of getting heads? 50. 50-50. Yeah. So does that mean that if I flip it four times, I'm automatically going to get two tails and two heads? No. No, right? It doesn't. What if I did it eight times? Does that mean I'm going to get four tails and four heads? No. Okay. So how can you say 50-50? I don't know. So, so the reason why, and this is like, this is kind of um, a lot of what stats is about, is it's not exact. But if you did it forever, Mm -hmm. then it would be closer and closer. It would start evening out eventually, right? Yeah. Especially if you do a thousand, a thousand times, or a thousand times, it'll probably end up being closer and closer to fifty percent, right? You may do it fifty times, and the probability of getting fifty heads would be low, but it wouldn't be zero. Yeah. Right. And so. The the um, it's all about predicting what is most likely, and they got to use a lot of math for slot machines, right? Yeah, it's all, well, that's all about like what's most likely to happen. Yeah, right. And so, but but guess but just as we saw, right? Mm-hmm. The more the the more data points we got, right? The bigger we got, the more the chances of the actual probability being fifty percent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now consider like you were talking about with uh, social media, mm-hmm. right? And all and how they've gotten how why stats is important yeah right so what they're doing is now they have constant data points of us right mm-hmm. they know where we are they know they we're know where we're, gym, we're going to the gym mm-hmm. and they don't just have it for one day or two days that oh, wouldn't be very good they, know. they have it for every day yeah they know right and so why is that so important well like you said they have our habits down mm-hmm. what is most where am i most likely to be at this point mm-hmm. this point this point they're using statistics the computer is yeah to analyze your data right mm-hmm. and so you get in the car and they know where you're going yeah they're like 15 minutes till you get home and you're like at least there's not traffic today whatever <laughs> okay and then check it out with sports oh yeah i always say statistics has freaking ruined sports especially baseball yeah they know where is he most likely to hit it why do they shift mm-hmm. because they have data points oh. they have three they have you know 15 years mm-hmm. i mean not anymore they just i mean not 15 years, because it's like I said, in baseball even, it, it's mm-hmm. new. They're catching up. Yeah. Mathematician statistics is uh, getting into baseball. So within the last six or seven years, as statistics has that continued kind of to grow. the game down? Not slowing down, but kind well, of. Well, just they know where they're going to hit it, most yeah. likely. So what does that mean? More outs. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so what baseball players did is like, fuck that. I'm going to hit it over the fence. Or I'm going to strike out. Because uh-huh. they, it's kind of like, think about the shifts as like a casino game. Mm-hmm. Right? You're gonna lose already most of the time. Mm-hmm. If they didn't, if they didn't know where you're gonna hit it most of the time, if they just played regular baseball, yeah, yeah, you're gonna lose already as a as a hitter. Mm-hmm. So imagine having them have like five, six years of data points where you're gonna hit it, where you're most likely to hit it, and that's uh, where exactly where they're pa- because playing. they can be like, if I throw a slider, he's most likely to hit it here or whatever. If I throw no, just like this is his tendencies. He never hits it to left field. Uh, Guess what? They know how much he hits, he hits it eight percent to left field. Yeah, he hits it twelve percent to right field. So we're you know gonna what I mean? shift that way, and then like so he's like eighty percent here yeah. and here. Eighty percent is like yeah, that's. Like, Great odds. And then it's the same concept with the data points, right? Why mm-hmm. is it so good? Well, they have a lot of data points. Mm-hmm. They just started collecting them mm-hmm. the last five years. But it make, yeah. Right? But now they can do each individual player. And the more huh. data points, right, mm-hmm. the more you have, 
the more you're going to actually arrive at what's actually going to happen with the heads and tails. Flip mm-hmm. that an infinite amount of times, it'd be 50-50, right? Mm-hmm. So since you, the more data you have, the more yeah. accurate you can make your predictions, uh-huh. right? And so that's why I'm saying with, with the computer, right? Because the computer is capable of analyzing all the data. Like mm-hmm. if I were to do it, dude, number, I got to take these, put, the, you know, remember, mm-hmm. you remember stats, like yeah. with the list. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, I do. And so I do. they already yeah. know how to do all of these um you know, statistics mm-hmm. themselves. And all you have to do is tell it what statistic you want. So that's why this analytic stuff, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. All it is is all statistics. And they have one for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah, we each we each have our own profile, which I don't even know, like, you know what I mean? We must have our own profile as in like, our, our at least our name or our link, right? And then they have all this information about us. And but, obviously they're selling it to everybody because, yeah, you know. Well, I don't think it's, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's. I don't think it's anybody in particular. No, no. Like, I'm. I'm thinking just that part of the, the algorithm. algorithm. Yeah. And so, like, I think a lot of times you you always want to think of like, it somebody having all this information. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's like nobody could absorb, or you know, ju- they wouldn't be able to take in all that information yeah. in regardless, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the matter of that they can literally influence our opinions, mm-hmm. right? That's what. That's what the the yeah. thing is. They can influence it. They're going to show you what you want to see, basically. Yeah, because they know what you want to see before. You yeah. Know, and even if you, and the thing is, is like, even if you didn't want to see that, or even if you didn't want to do that, that's like, so say you were trying to, say you're trying to quit something. Say you're trying to quit doing this or that. Yeah. Imagine how hard it would be if this thing constantly told you, like, hey, you have this. And so mm-hmm. you get stuck in your habits. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, imagine, like. You know, when you get in a car, sometimes it's like on the GPS. Yeah. It's like, you're going here. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I am going there. <laughs> God damn it. I feel you. <laughs> also, real quick, man, I, I need you to run still, okay? I need you to keep running because you're motivating me and Lindsay and even Errol. Errol just like, he, uh, I went to play catch with him at the back of the lake today and he was just like, Hey, why did Kai say he's gonna stop running? Because apparently he said it in our, our group chat or whatever. And I was like, I don't know, man. He needs to keep running. And I was like, I was like, I, I, I was like, I don't know if he knows that he doesn't have to run six minute, thirty second mile times. But like, you gotta keep running, man. You're so fast. Not for the fast point, but one, you inspire us to run more, and two, like, I just think run a f- like ten k or something, like. You will freaking dude! I just freaking miss working out, like actually <laughs> lifting weights. I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't blame and you. So now you... that the gym, now that the weather's better and like the gym's opening up, I'm just like, yeah. I, I mean, I'll still run. I just, yeah. I just don't think I'm gonna run. You don't have to run every, like, you, like you were running a lot. Well, the thing is, like, um, I, I think uh, if you're gonna run long distances and like how, how I wanted to run, that was like my way of, like, we couldn't, I couldn't work out. Right, mm-hmm. the quarantine happened. I couldn't work out, and so. The type of person I am is I need to have some sort sort of goal. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm gonna go like, crazy, go insane. <laughs> when it first started happening, it was like two weeks of not working out, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, and I, it was like driving me crazy to be mm-hmm. honest. Because like working out to me is like a way to, to really? keep level. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, my mind, like uh, the anxiety, just yeah overcomes me, and that's what I. Another thing that I had to uh, realize about growing up, like mm-hmm. when I was younger, I had no idea about yeah, like oh, anxiety no, no or anything. Mental health was or is relatively new, like yeah. And so it's like for me, if I don't work out and I don't exercise, mm-hmm. like that that ends up coming into mm-hmm. that, that was like my way of keeping level. Like if I don't do that stuff, mm-hmm. then my old tendencies tend to come up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my way of keeping out my demons, almost. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. And so with running, I what I've noticed is it doesn't help. 
as much as like going to the gym and just freaking like I don't know. There's something about lifting well, and it's, that's different than running. Well, and especially when you haven't lifted in yeah, excellent. I'll still run. Yeah, I get it. You were, but you were like saying it to us, like I'm, I'm not gonna run anymore. I was like, no, no, man. That means that I haven't <laughs> ran. In I know, like a week. but like that's what I, I know. I barely just beat you, or barely just like caught up to you on our freaking know, running group or whatever. But then also this last month was, I mean, I made a crazy goal for myself of 600 miles, but. Six hundred? That's not crazy. It's fifty. Dude, it's fifty a month. So you can do that. You're, yeah. No, you've you freaking you and Lindsay have both been killing it running. I've noticed, <sighs> well, yeah. especially these last couple last couple weeks. Yeah, we get. Yeah. It is it is, a, it is motivating, dude, and that that's why I've been running so much. Yeah. That's another thing. Well, I know. I remember you told me that in the beginning. You're like every single time. You're you're like I love the the challenge because you just you always want to be at the top of it no matter what. The funniest was part was when we were in the other running group challenge, uh-huh. and it was uh, uh, Fabrizio made it, but it was like some of these dad would walk like seven. Dude, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know it doesn't matter. And the, but the thing is, is like uh, that's another thing about myself that I that You're you know competitive. I think the older you get, the more it's important to look inward. Like uh, what really mo- what really motivates you? And every human is motivated mm-hmm. by something different, yeah. right? And so one thing I got actually from the uh, Michael Jordan documentary uh-huh. is like if you. If you know how your mind works, mm-hmm. like you can trick yourself into being motivated when you when you don't want to be, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like the the way that I do is I have stupid competitions, yeah. like competitions that are ridiculous. And guess what? I'm so competitive that those competitions come up naturally. Yeah. So when I in the in the group chat, <laughs> if I'm doing something and I see somebody else doing something better, yeah, I'm like. Fuck that. I'm going to, you yeah, know, yeah. so if I see someone with more miles, uh-huh. I'm always like, I'm going to do more miles than that. Yeah. And so that dude who literally walked like seven miles a day, seven miles a day, it didn't fucking matter because I didn't see the time. You just saw his bar. I just saw the yours. fact that he walked seven miles <laughs> and I, and I mean, he ran seven miles. It didn't say walk. Yeah. It said, uh, he <laughs> it ran said eight miles. Yeah. And I was like, motherfucker. I was like, all right. You know what I mean? He yeah. ran he ran eight miles. I got to run that too or, you know, yeah. regardless. And he always beat me every freaking time. Well, yeah, especially if you're walking. I mean, just if you're doing seven miles a day, it's hard to keep up with anyone, even if it's walking. Like, And we, yeah. I mean, naturally, we're not going to. I take I take days off if I'm doing anything longer. I could I could run three miles. I was when I first started running. That's what I was doing. I was doing three miles at least five times a week. Mm-hmm. And all what what I actually do really like about running is it's you you start to realize how mental it really mm-hmm. is, and mm-hmm. it's and it's another thing about it's just controlling your mind. My favorite thing is when you get when you finally get in tune and you're just breathing, and then there. I understand what you're saying, how lifting and and running are different, but I like the running runners high is like very euphoric feeling. Sometimes you just feel so good, and it's not even like not like a high feeling in the sense. It's just like your body naturally is at its natural state of peak, almost peak physical condition, it feels like. And you're just, I don't know, I just love that feeling. Dude, I feel like when you're running, you're going through phases. Sometimes, oh, yeah. And what, what, what people don't get is like, it's oh, most of it, and, and until you're like a decent enough runner, it's going to be freaking horrible for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's not it's fun. It's not fun when you start. It. But how I got better is I did the same path every day. Mm-hmm. And every single time, I got, I got a little farther. Not every time, mm-hmm. but if I got farther, the next time I had to do at least that yeah. because I'm setting a competition with yeah. myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. this motherfucker. Like if I did it once, I can do it again, and mm-hmm. that's all it is. I so when I first started, I couldn't even run three miles straight. I would run 1.5, mm-hmm. and then I would pause, and I would run 1.5. But you know, and then eventually I got it up to three, and mm-hmm. then I was like, 
do it three was easy. Like I was doing it about consistency, yeah. consistency, 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 mm-hmm. and accountability. Mm-hmm. Every time I ran, I ran at least as far as I ran before, mm-hmm. you know, literally every time. And, and eventually if you hold yourself to that, like, you know, and when you, you go through those, those phases where like, even still when I'm running six miles, I'm like, man. My brain will start being a bitch. Man, you're fucking tired. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Your knees hurt. Your leg hurt. Well, and they so convincing sometimes yeah. that they're like, dude, you better stop. Like, you're yeah. going to hurt yourself. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm not, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're such a bitch. That's what I say. I am being such a bitch. Cause, um, and it's so true because even when I got to, like, actually be a pretty decent runner, I was running distance. Mm-hmm. What I would notice is I have the same cop-outs every oh, run. Oh, yeah. Dude, around five miles is when so- something generally... General, I mean, you you have certain days where you feel really good, mm-hmm. but like I feel around so, five yeah, miles. Five miles. If you're gonna run, if I'm gonna run eight miles or something like that, when I get around five miles, I'll start cramping again, or you start something yeah. comes up again. The sting in the side, and right it's here. just thirty seconds you need, maybe a couple minutes you need to bear through it, and then you feel completely fine, if not way better afterwards. Dude, and it's a mindset, right? Yeah. Being able to recognize mm-hmm. that because. Even I remember one run in particular where I had this cramp and it hurt like in the side. And what I realized is a lot of times it's because I'm not breathing, right? Yeah. Especially when, when you know, oh. if I hadn't, my mind's racing. I'm not really focused. Like you said, sometimes it takes longer to get in the zone. Oh, way long. So I remember yeah. I did my first three miles and like after about two miles, it was just like this cramp, this crazy, this crazy like pain right here. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, the little voice comes back like, oh, dude, you're not going to make it three miles, you know? And it, what I, what I train myself to do is like every time that happens, like, okay, I'm not breathing right. And mm-hmm. so- Slow down, mm-hmm. slow down, get your breathing right, catch up. And then all I'm thinking about is breathing. And then guess what? Like, I'm thinking about breathing to that spot that hurts too. Uh-huh. That's something that, you know, yeah. doing yoga. Yoga, you, yeah. Right? I never thought about breathing a certain part of my body. And yeah. so yoga was like, breathe in your chest, breathe in your stomach, breathe over here. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. you just don't realize that your body has all these capabilities that, I don't know. I just, it's just your mind doesn't. Yeah. Your, your body can do a lot more than your mind says you can. Yeah. And, and, and so once you, once you start to understand your mind, like we, we have that data points, right? Mm-hmm. I have all this data points. I ran all those miles and mm-hmm. I had to learn, like, I probably, I'm, I probably could have ran six miles at that time. Yeah. Like there's a certain amount of oh, philosophy yeah, 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 where it was yeah. like, it was just like, I had to learn like my cop outs, like, yeah. my mind. Like I had to learn how to, you know, my mind was telling me I couldn't. And I was like, oh, I could have. Mm-hmm. I was just, I just had to figure out how to, how to control that, you know, when yeah. I was running. And that's the cool thing about running because even even when you're running, you know, consistently and you're like a pretty decent runner, like you still have those highs and, and those lows mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you know, fucking, Dude, some days, I'm yeah. tired today. Yeah, or you just and don't feel it. There's so many times. But I when go. you're experienced, you know what I mean? You just know, yeah. You know, like I, you look forward to those mm-hmm. fucking days. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, that's the psychopath that I was, you mm-hmm. know, kind of when it comes to that thing. Because like on those days, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a hard run today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna. This is gonna be. This is this is a mental. This is mental training today. Mm-hmm. You what know I, what, what I do with my, with myself is I. It's like I know I'll cop out. That's just me. Like I cop out if something's hard, and that's not like a hate on me. I just know I, I'm scared to push my limits because I get hurt 
easily doing things, right? So freaking, uh, what I'll do though, is I'll just run and I'll run somewhere I've never been before. And I will just like, if I'm going down a cul-de-sac that I've never been in before, I'll go, I'll get a neighborhood, I'll go down one cul-de-sac, then I'll go, I'll go down another cul-de-sac, I'll go, I'll go down another cul-de-sac. Then I'll be like, I've never been over here before, let me go this way. And so I literally just try to run like into places I don't know. That way I have to find my way back and go back. And then if I run far enough away, I have to run back obviously. So I know I'll, like and then you I try to like literally get lost. Yeah, that's what. Like, all right, gotta you know. Damn, because if it's Micah just ran twenty five, like, I miles couldn't do today. what you do. I love that loop. I love the three mile loop by your house. Mm-hmm. I love that loop, but I personally just can't run the same thing every day because I will go yeah. insane in my yeah. brain. Okay, and that's and that's you know kind of ties into what we were talking yeah. about. It's like what motivates you yeah. is different yeah, yeah, than yeah. what motivates me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from experience and there's probably people like me yeah. who are like taking that in. Uh-huh. And there's also people like him, like, like that aren't like me. Uh-huh. They're like, okay, you're making that seem like, you know, yeah. Like some people running yeah. three miles seems like it's impossible or, or like you're like, you don't really, you know, that's not really your mindset or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's all depends on, okay, the very first thing I feel like you need to do. And this is what I would tell my students. Yeah. Like, what motivates you? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not just like, what what do you like to do? It's like, what motivates you? Mm-hmm. My number one thing is competition. So once you figure out like what motivates you, you can motivate yourself, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? With these imaginary stupid situations. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, Yeah, yeah. My imaginary stupid situations are just different than your imaginary yeah. stupid situations. But you found yeah, out what's yeah, motivating. Yeah. And when you tell me that, it's like hilarious because like, that, my brain just works a different way to make myself run more, and your brain yeah, works a completely different way completely to make you different, but to make you effective. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're a beast in running too, and we, and but the thing is, is that competition also, you know, it yeah. motivates you. Oh slightly yeah, it, no, it does. Because it that's does. Just something that, yeah, like, motivates. It's a lot just of like if I see you run eight miles, I'm like, okay, well, I got to do a big run coming up. Then, like, it's not like I have to do it instantly or I have to do it to beat him. It's just like. I don't want him to sail away from me, so I need to... I got to have the respect of the the squad. Yeah. And there's something about that, especially for guys. Like, I can't speak on girls. Girls, too, probably. Yeah. But uh, guys, like, I think what motivates a lot of group of guys mm-hmm. is competition. That's why fantasy football. Right? And no, anything. Competition <laughs> I know, I know, lie. I know. But I'm saying just that's yeah. why it's even more intense because fantasy football is, like... You, you, everyone feels like it comes down to like me making the right moves, yeah. brains of it. I'm smarter than you with my moves. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. it's like, no, you don't know anything. It's all yeah. luck, you guys. And that's why it means so much more, <laughs> you know, than it, than it should. You yeah. Know? <laughs> that's also why I love it, you know. But it's uh, so just seeing those, like, I feel like it's like accountability goes. Like, mm-hmm. you see the whole group, uh, you're hella good at it. When people don't run, You'll call him out on it. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, Errol, fucking yeah. run, dude. Yeah. Because it's like, dude. Yeah. Okay, when I did that, when I called him out, he called me on the phone. And he was like, are you serious right now, motherfucker? I was like, what? Are you serious right now? And he was just like, are you You just call me out that like, out right now in the group chat like that? He was like, that's just disrespectful. I was like, are you serious right now, Errol? I was like, I was like, are you serious? And he was just like, yeah, I'm dead serious. I'm like, this is over. I was like, I, I would have said crap to anybody. I chose you because I thought you could take it. And he was just like, so pissed off and then uh bear started crying and he was like you're making my baby cry you're making my baby <laughs> like, cry and i was like i don't think like, i'm making your baby I'm not cry. Even there, and then Errol. leah walked in and leah and i just heard leah on the phone she's like what's going on and then and he's, then he's literally, the whole thing to no, yeah yeah, yeah. he then, literally yeah. just explained the whole entire thing and why he's yelling at me and then and then leah's like and oh and he 
His whole thing is he got hurt playing catch with us. We we're playing cat. We we're playing football. We we're running routes with you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We we're running routes, and then, but he was just like freaking out on me. He was like going balls out. Oh, I. <laughs> in the, I, I was said in the text to him. I said. Sorry, you get hurt doing daily activities, man. I'm sorry yeah. about it. And he was just like, going balls out of football is not a daily activity. <laughs> going balls out of football. And I'm like, yeah, going balls out isn't. But playing catch with your friends shouldn't be a reason that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Errol, you have improved so much. No, you I was ran, about to say, you he... ran six miles in the freaking rain. I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, dude, he has. Like, that's what I told and him. It's just, yeah, he's been doing it more. We, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, like, hell dude, yeah, he's been doing Pumped, way more. Juiced. Yeah, there we go. But that's the great thing, and about that makes me our happy. Group yeah. in general, you yeah. know what I mean. And that's that's what's great about our group in general is because we all push each other to do positive things. Yeah. you know what I mean. And a lot of group of friends, they like. They're like, yes, man, where it's like, you know, you you know, mm-hmm. if you ask the group something, what are they going to tell you? Their honest opinion, Yo, yeah, they're gonna, right? Yeah. They'll... There's a group of friends that yeah. they, they people have friends and they just tell them what they want to hear all the time. Yeah. And they're like supposed to be good friends. It's like, no. It's like, like when girls get, tells you how it is. It's like girls and their friends. They'll be like, they'll have like the worst boyfriend in the world. A lot of girls. No, 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 no. Sorry. Yeah. What you mean. <laughs> particularly younger. Like, no, yeah. Girls growing will. Up, growing up. Like girls will high school girls. Yeah. We'll have this horrible boyfriend. Treats them like crap. Then, then. All the girls are like, dump him, dump him, leave him, leave him. She leaves him. And then, oh, yeah, that, and then that, that type of girl. And yeah. then they'll go and get back with their boyfriend. And then the, all the girls who told them to leave him all comment, oh my God, you are so cute together. I'm so happy. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, you were just talking crap about this dude, you guys. Come on. Yeah. Come it's on. That, no, it's that psychology. That's, that's, social, that, that, that's college I, more. I, I, yeah. And social, social uh, groups. It's just about like, people care too much about social media. So much that mm-hmm. they actually hide their real life, yeah. you know? You know, because those same people, it's like, what they're the ones posting, like, oh, I love this person so much. He's so, you know, mm-hmm. um, she's so great or he's so good. They're posting every day. But it's like, bro, I know you. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? And everybody knows you. And everybody knows mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, your yeah, relationship. Yeah, exactly. So who do you think <laughs> you're fooling? Well, yeah. And you know that's the, you, that's the weird thing. Yeah, that's that's. And, but 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 then you'll see the people comment, mm-hmm. and what do they comment? They're like, oh, you're so cute. Yeah. You're the best couple. So it's like you're together. fucking liars. Yeah, you just convinced that person that yeah. they didn't need that person anymore, and then they got back with them, and it's just yeah. like. But then behind the back, they're like, I can't believe they're together. Yeah, it's like we should have should have fucking told that's them. That's why yeah. how it was. Like you're saying, like our group of friends is just. And granted, our group of friends is eight dudes, eight nine dudes, probably to no, so twelve dudes who like. Or like ten dudes who like knew each other growing up, and then we added like yeah. three, four after that, and we've always been close, and we're always gonna literally tell people straight up what's going on. And I think recently our group has become so much; it's it's become a lot cooler to me because a lot of the times, I like just growing up in the group, I was always afraid to like maybe do something or say something, like whether it was like something creatively or something else. I was always afraid because it was like you're gonna get shit. Yeah, you're gonna get shit. People are gonna shut you down and stuff like that. Where yeah. it seems like in the past couple of years, our groups like completely. We're all at the age where like, hey, if you want to do something, do it. We're all gonna support you. We're not gonna hate on yeah. it anymore. We all realize it's just like because we're all grown up, dude. Yeah, exactly. Before it's like you're like you're like there's there's a certain part of like group of guy guy group of friends talk a lot of shit to each other. Oh, I mean, and that's we still like do so every, much. Not just our group though. Yeah. Like, that's how every 
guy group is. It's like a mm-hmm. huge part of like the camaraderie of yeah. it, you know? Professional sports teams. You play baseball, you play any sport. They yeah. talk so oh, yeah. much shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Talk about your sister, and, your family, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, but at this point, it's like sometimes it goes a little bit too far for guys too. Yeah. Where it's like they catch you on a bad day. Yeah. When you were trying to get that shit <laughs> yeah. talk, it's a little rough. You know, yeah. then, then that's when, you know, that's when it comes in. That's when you start to like things that you're like, oh, I kind of like doing this, but they're like, they're going to hate on me. For yeah, it. exactly. You know, back in the day. Yeah. But growing up, you realize like now we all root for each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. Because like, we all, I feel like there's a tendency to be competitive, mm-hmm. like between guys. Like I said, mm-hmm. I think guy groups really, really compete with each other. And to the point, I think it's kind of human nature to kind of like originally when you're younger or less mature, when people, when, when people, your friends are doing better than you, mm-hmm. you start to like, kind of like try to find ways to hate on yeah, them yeah, because yeah, you yeah. feel some type of way, yeah. you know? And so, uh, and, well, I think, and that's just like growing up in the sense of like, when you're in your early twenties, it's kind of like. You like I don't know. You almost hate on your friends in the sense for like growing up because you're not going to be able to hang out because with them you're, because you think they're doing better than you. Yeah, and and like you and then you just like and, and it's almost selfish. Like sometimes it's like it's not like I never want Errol to get married, but like you know like oh Errol's gonna get married. Maybe Before I'm not gonna me, see yeah. him. Maybe I'm not gonna see him anymore. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, like that, you know that, what yeah, I mean? That like that type of stuff yeah, too. Kind of shit, yeah. And obviously like that didn't change at all. I saw. I see yeah. all, all the time, but yeah, yeah. You just well, you're afraid of change, even when it's with your own group of friends, and, and even if it's them doing something good for themselves. Sometimes you're just like, I don't know why. It's just how how I think how we used to be, and now it's kind of flip flop where it's like, whatever you need from us or whatever you need from me, I'm gonna support you, dude. Like, just, I'll buy and, something, and like, like whatever. And when that when you feel like um, when your friends do cool things, you're like, no, I'm not gonna instantly hate on them because mm-hmm. you're like. Man, that's super cool. You're going to be like, that's dope. Yeah. My boy's out here getting it. My boy's out here grinding, making money. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, he's making like, because it's like almost like you see a path for them. Yeah. Because you know how hard it is to find a path, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And that's what you always did. You just, you're always rooting and you're always trying to gear somebody towards a path. You yeah. Know? I remember back in the day when I was kind of stuck in my rut. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a certain point where I think every guy gets like, where it, there's a pressure to, to like figure out. What you're um, want to do? Yeah, it's like a tremendous well, pressure. Yeah, and then you start to be like, you know, I don't know what I want to do, so I'm just gonna do nothing. Yeah, you know, oh, and then that's just like when you're in your twenty something years old, everyone's trying to figure it out. You're in high school, you're trying to figure out. In college, you're trying to figure out. In college, you major in something, and now you're supposed to mm-hmm. know what you want to do. But in your mind, those your friends have it figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. They have it figured out. But at a certain age, you realize, oh, nobody has it figured out. Mm-hmm. So. I don't have to hate on them for, you know, like going off to school and getting this mm-hmm. because the reason why I'm like, I'm like thinking that way is because like, I feel like they got it figured out. Mm-hmm. But then once you realize everybody ain't got it figured out, then you start yeah. rooting for your <laughs> yeah. friends when they figure yeah, it out. Yeah, because you're like, you know what I mean? Because yeah, you're figuring is. it yeah. out. We're figuring it out together, you yeah, know? Exactly. Because exactly. it's fucking hard to figure it out. You it know? is hard to figure it out. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to figure it out. And even when you when you when you think you figured it out, you haven't figured oh, it no, out. Oh no, something else. Just a giant another thing comes. <laughs> yeah, you got more stuff to figure right. out. Yeah. All right, you down to work out, man? Yeah, I'm fucking down, yeah. All right. All right, you guys. I don't know what episode this is. Thank you again. Appreciate you. <laughs> This is it. Real talk. What not?